Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Explain It To Me. Dalton and Stetson Gath here, along with Mark Gath, as well as Russ Green, Director of Product and Brand Strategy at Eggco Corporation. Russ, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. I'm really doing well. What a pleasure it is to be with you guys to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that's young people in agriculture. Hey, we're glad you're here. And Mark, how are you well, doing? I'm doing well today. My relationship, with, my relationship with Mark goes back a long way, probably longer than either one of us want to admit it. But uh, <laughs> during some voice-of-customer work with an earlier company back in the late 90s, I met your mother and father, Mark and Leah, at a what we called an Ag Innovators seminar. And it was put on by uh, uh, a combination of Syngenta and the Red Tractor Company and ConAgra, and we brought Upward Mobile and uh, growing producers across the Corn Belt to different locations across our production sites. Just to, there's probably as many as, uh, I'm going to say 60 to 80 young couples. And we had meetings in Omaha, we had meetings in uh, Racine, we had meetings, we even took them out to the, the hill in Washington, D.C., and uh, with our uh, power of uh, the, the work we do with lobbying on the Hill, we were able to get to some of the, the congressmen, some of the, uh, the senators and, and house speakers and such. So Mark and I have, since that time, have maintained a, uh, let's say, a, a long, long distance relationship while he's been anchored down in Minnesota and I've run from throughout the Midwest to the West Coast and back. So uh, when we uh, reunited last year, at the uh, Farm Progress Show, uh, it was catch-up time for me to learn some more about what was going on with your operation, and you young guys had grown up around me. Uh, if you take a look back at uh, trying to think, I, I'm going to guess maybe you guys were around in 1998, but maybe not. If so, you'd yet to get off the pedal tractors and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> that was work. <laughs> that was work. Well, I've got about three topics that I want to spend with you guys today that I think will, will make some sense to your listeners. And if, uh, if this sounds a little bit like a lecture, you've got to take it from the point of view that my background was a school teacher. I started my career in Central Iowa teaching high school, oh, and really? I really don't feel as if I've changed that, that job. Over time, my students have changed, and maybe my topics have changed a little bit, but I still see myself as a teacher and a coach in what I do. And one of the things I like to make people think about on the front side of a discussion like this is to think about the balance of your time and, and where and how you spend your time. You know, uh, time's a resource we can't make more of, but you'll find the successful people have a plan for their time and uh, that they keep a balance of their time uh, between their job their family, their state, their nation, themselves. And I think uh, I, I always get some provocative thoughts out of this discussion, but if you'd make a star pattern on a page, make a five-star pattern, and I ask you to put the words self and family and state and nation and your job around that star pattern, uh, I usually ask people to say, okay, where, you know, where would you position these? And, of course, most people... They either do it indiscriminately or they put the most important thing at the top of the star. 
And I said, think of it this way. Put yourself in the middle of that star because really, whether it's with your job, with your family, with your state or nation, all of that happens through you and, and the individual. So put self in the middle. And I don't care where you put nation or family or, or your state or your job and around any of the points. And that leaves you one star, star open, leaves you one point of the star. They say, okay, what do we put there? And I say, put down T3, T3, time to think. So do you take the time in the middle of your week to carve out an hour where you sit down unabated by any kind of computer or unabated by your cell phone, unabated by the TV set, and just think about the other four points of the star. Think about your family. You know, you know, what's, you know, what's the help of your family and how could you help to make it healthier? What's the state of your state? And under state, I put things like your community. In your community, there's the school and the hospital and the library, all the developments that you're asked to support financially through your, your property taxes. Are you on any of those boards? Do you sit on a board of the, the hospital uh, or the library, the school board, to make your state a better place? Nationally, uh, uh, some people are involved nationally. You've got people that are involved with the Farm Bureau, maybe on the policy group of the Farm Bureau, and they've gone to the point to where not only do they help address the policy of the Farm Bureau in writing those policies, but they go to the national convention. And maybe even for the National Convention, they go on as a lobbyist to help the Farm Bureau in uh, changing the state of the farm place for, for producers by uh, going to capital, whether it be uh, national or state capital, make a difference. And then there's your job. Now, your job's different than my job. Uh, if I get sick today, I got a certain amount of sick leave, I got a certain amount of vacation, I got a company that's going to take care of me for a period of time, and uh, that all comes with the security of a job. Now, you guys, you know, you guys sitting behind a computer or the seat of a combine or the wheel of a tractor, you know, I doubt that you have those same securities in your job that I have, but you have other things that happen in, in a self-employment and entrepreneurship that, that makes your job the kind of place you want to be. And I, I know your dad. I know Mark's attention to detail. And I know that Mark doesn't like average. And he's going to make choices in that job that's going to push you guys and push himself to be better than average. And I don't know what the average corn yield is in Minnesota, but I'll, I'll guess it's higher than 170. And I'll bet the corn yield on the gas farms higher than the state average because you know how to do your job. But in all of those areas, whether it's your work, your job, your, your state, the way you contribute to society, your family, and as young men, your family you know, probably don't need you as much today as they might 40 years from now, but the family unit to all of agriculture is an important, important unit. And then there's your nation. Those are the five points of the star moving through yourself. And it's really important that you work on your own your own health, and that's not only your your physical health, you know, that you have the stamina to work as hard as a farmer works in the spring and the fall, maybe every day if you're a livestock guy, but the mental health, to be able to take the, you know, the peaks and the valleys of the commodity prices and the input costs 
and all of the things that you have to think about as you put together your balance sheet and your 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 expenses for the year. But the time to think to me is an important time. I I I, I give a drive six hours to my office twice a month, and that gives me a lot of time to turn the radio off and just think, and I can reflect on. Am I doing my job the best I can? Do the people around me know what I want done? And have I communicated clearly to them what our, our goals and targets are? Now, what have I done at the state? Am I, am I doing things on my time that I have available to me to help with the church, uh, to help with the uh, fundraising, to sit on the board of the hospital? Am I, am I giving back to society? And uh, I'm a, in my family, I'm a four-generation guy. I've got a generation older than me, my mom and my father-in-law who are still alive, and i got to concern myself about their health and safety. And I've got my generation, and as I look sideways at my wife's family and my family, uh, we're blessed. We're blessed. We've got a lot of health. Everybody's working and doing what they want to do. Not a lot of trif- strife and trauma. Then now the real fun is the next two generations. I have three children. Interestingly, my three children are all employed by the government. Two of them in Virginia. One is a uh, prosecutor, and the other one is a vice principal of a school. And then here in Kentucky, I've got a daughter who has just been appointed as a judge. And so uh, she's likewise uh, now on the payroll of the government. So all three of my kids, I, I don't mind looking at my tax deductions out of each paycheck and feeling okay with that because I know that... Uh, what it takes to keep a, a society moving. So think about that as, as we transition from this first third of the discussion to the rest. Think about the star pattern in your life, you know. Do you take time to think? Just sit down without any interruptions, any clutter. Put yourself under an apple tree, sun shining on your feet, and just think. And I think you'll find that's a good investment of that time. And think about yourself. Think about your job, think about your state, think about your family, and, and think about the nation. Of course, we have more and more and more reasons to think about the nation today with all of the press that we get. Uh, we know probably more than we care to know about uh, the things that happen to our, our uh, government. And uh, I'll not go off on a political slant. That will probably lose some <laughs> of your listeners. <laughs> Save that for another let's, time. Uh, let's transition. Let's talk a, a little bit about uh, giving back. And uh, Mark, as Mark knows, uh, over the course of the last decade, I've, I've been on the board of trustees with the FFA, and no better use of time uh, than giving back both uh, financially and uh, of time to the FFA. Uh, the number, I think, is somewhere north of 640,000 members of the FFA, uh, you know, the, they have uh, chapters in virtually every state. Uh, it's a lot like uh, a lot like any other performance group, Boy Scout, Girl Scouts. They have a series of events that, that young people can compete in. And uh, as an employer, I can tell when I'm interviewing a young person that's been through the FFA. Their confidence, their poise, their posture. Their knowledge is just a level above other people of the same age. And I don't often get a chance to hire entry-level people into the company, but the people I get are maybe into their second or third level of career as part of AGCO. 
but you can certainly tell uh, the level of balance that an individual may have by the way they talk about the star pattern, about their past jobs and their family and, and the nation or the state. When I ask, what do you think about when you just sit down, remove all the obstructions, and it kind of catches them off guard. And I think if you think about the way you give back, and the FFA is a great example, you can't go to a state in the producing agriculture across the U.S. and Canada that you can't find a young group involved with the FFA that you can give back to. You, you, the easy thing is to write a check. That's easy. You know, we, we all give a contribution and, you know, write a $500 check and say, here's the uh, FFA group. But the, the harder thing to give back is your time. And being an alumni sponsor or, or being a farm that you encourage the local FFA chapter to come out and understand how the GAF farm operates. You know, what do you do differently today that you weren't doing five years ago? You know, what are your risks? What things are, are the big risks of farming? And I think those are the kind of things that, again, I, I, when I walk away from my career, I'll probably go back into the classroom because I just find so much satisfaction with watching young people grow and watching uh, young people succeed in agriculture. And obviously, uh, Stetson and Dalton, you guys are, you guys represent that. You're the, you know, farming's a noble place to be. Agriculture is a real noble place to be. We all celebrate agriculture with our mouths full three times a day. <laughs> and uh, we don't really give it the credit it deserves for its technology, for its capitalization, for its risk management, and, and all the things that it takes to be an, an agricultural producer. So give back. Yes, find a way. Find a way not to be a taker, uh, but find a way to give back. And I think that's a real important aspect uh, as you talk to the people on your uh, podcast. Make them think, you know, what am I doing that really makes the place I live better, uh, a more important place? But I think, Russ, in the, right. in the FFA, there was also, uh, it's for the listening viewers out there, that uh, it's not just agricultural-based. There's, there's, there's many people... Many young kids jumping into the FFA. Oh, good from, point. From the city. Yeah, good point, Mark. Yeah, and there's all kinds of places in the FFA. There's contests uh, for public speaking uh, for the creed. There's there's animal husbandry. There's uh, water aquaculture. There's floral work. I mean, any place you see something that grows with uh, cellulosic uh, science, uh, there's a place for it. You you go to your your state convention of the FFA, and there might be as many as uh, 64 competencies that these young people are uh, competing at. And then, of course, if they're successful at the state level, they go on and, and compete nationally. And it's uh, nothing more rewarding to see those young people. I mean, they're, you walk up behind them and say, boo, you probably see them jump out of the blue jacket. They're scared to death. <laughs> but the people that are around them, no, they're, they're very poised, very poised, they're very, very prepared. And, yeah, you don't necessarily have to be a cows, plows, and sows to be part of the FFA. Right, exactly. All right, let me tell you about Agco. Let me tell you about Agco. We're a young company, even though we've got some brands in our company that are uh, been around a long time. And Agco started in 1990 with the, the vision and dream of four founders, all four of which are now deceased, Bob Ratliff, and John Shimada, Jim Seaver, and uh, Eddie Swingle. And those four put together their money and uh, uh said that there's going to need be a need for consolidation in agriculture. A lot of companies that don't have a plan for the future. So in, in 1990, Agco was formed and uh, uh, went through an IPO uh, 
1992 to, to go on to the uh, Board of Trade. And we've acquired companies that you know, like uh, Alice Chalmers and Massey Ferguson, uh, a Minnesota company, Ag Kim, uh, Voltra, Challenger, one of the most successful global companies is Fent. Uh, and those, those were all in the first, say, 10 years of our, our history. And we put together a distribution network that was very plaid because you may have had two agco dealers in the same community. One of them came out of the Alice Chalmers heritage and one of them came from the Matthew Ferguson heritage, yet they were uh, in the same community. Now, in about 2005, we made a transition from acquisition to investment and development. <clears throat> and uh, that doesn't mean that we did we stopped buying companies because we bought companies like uh, GSI, a, a storage company, in 2011. Uh, we bought uh, a company named Symbia in 2016. And most recently in 2017, probably our uh, more notorious acquisition is of the company Precision Planning in Tremont, Illinois, which is they in themselves is about a 15-year-old company started by Greg Souter. But if you're a, a corn, corn producer from, from Denver to Pittsburgh, you know precision planting. And, and their, their activity is to take components of the planter, take a good planter and make it better with seed metering, pressure on the row unit, uh, sweeping or cleaning of the, uh, you know, the debris and the material in front of the planter, speeding the planter up with, with high speed, there's just so much agronomic uh, intelligence that that company has. Most recently in their winter conference uh, in the month of January, they have what they call Smart Firmer. And you pull that Smart Firmer through the seed furrow, and of course it's you know giving some stability to the trench, the seed trench, but it also has the ability to monitor the amount of organic matter that's in that seed trench. So as you plant your 440-acre section, that smart firmer is writing a map for you as the amount of organic matter you have in each and every square foot of the field. That gives you the ability to come back and manage that in some manner uh, and maybe even to change some of your inputs as you do your planting, knowing that certain areas have high organic matter, maybe a little bit higher fertility, other areas lower organic matter, and you're going to have to change that fertility pattern some way. But uh, a company like ours, an iron company like Agco that makes combines and tractors, planters and hay harvesters and application equipment, we can we can really be held up by the technology that comes to us from precision planning. So my job, my job is to be working two to five years behind the curtain on projects that are going to come into the marketplace uh, two to five years from now. And we have about 68 programs investing about $835 million. I have six guys uh, beneath me. One of them takes care of our hay equipment. One takes care of our low horsepower tractors. One our high horsepower tractors. There's an application equipment guy, a crop production guy, and a hay tools guy. If you add up our experience, Mark, of the seven people in my group, it's a little over two centuries. That's a long We've got about 220 years of experience in the ag business. Now, you could say, well, you guys are all dinosaurs. Yeah, and that, yeah. <laughs> we've made a lot of mistakes. I mean, we've been worked for different companies. So we are. We've got so a very broad, very broad background. But uh, 
We a project usually takes four years from its inception to where we bring it to the marketplace. That's a, that's an average. Some longer, maybe some shorter, but we have a very disciplined plan that we go through to make sure that we ensure the contents, what the customer wants, and like those meetings that you and I met at, Mark. We do voice the customer meetings where we get the input from the user and advice. But you know, a customer didn't invent the microwave oven. There's certain technology that has to come from the laboratory, and uh, those lab breakthroughs are the kind of breakthroughs that are going to make a difference on whether or not uh, we're going to have an average yield of 170 bushel national average or whether we're going to take that up over 200. And I'd like to think that we're approaching the business as a company to, we try not to bring any product to the marketplace that doesn't have a customer ROI. In other words, returns to the customer more money than the customer invests in that product. And, and that's a, it's pretty basic. You know, it's pretty basic that uh, we want to make sure that when we bring a new product to the marketplace, first of all, it's going to have innovation quality. You're not going to have to worry about repairing it and, and the robustness of the product. But it's got to return to you a greater growth factor and more yield or less risk or less inputs so that you can get the kind of uh, return that you would expect from it. So it has to be uh, after 42, 42 years in the business, I've never had a better job. This is one that I, I can really embrace. Uh, I get a chance to talk to customers every day. I'll leave today. I'll leave today and go down to the Louisville Farm Show over the next three days. I'll get a chance. I won't wear my logos or won't be identified as an Agco employee, but I'll go to Louisville and I'll search around for people that are seeing a new look of piece of technology and I'll ask them, I said, what, you know, what's that going to do for you? Now, and, uh, it's, a, it's a good use of time. Now, for the viewers listening right now here, Russ, the Louisville Farm Show, it's one of the largest shows in the United States, correct? Indoor, that's right. Indoor, that's right. And, and uh, it's a, it's, I would say it's not as diverse as the show that's going on today out in Tulare, California, where you get a lot more fruits and nuts and veggies. But it's uh, for the corn grower, the soybean grower, from, you know, like I say, again, from Denver to Pittsburgh, it, it is under roof. It's got three different venues, wings. And if you're in the, if you make something that raises a stock of corn, you're there. You're absolutely there. And it's hard to see everything that's under roof in, uh, in one day. And what happens is it's kind of a boys' night out. Each day, starting tomorrow night, there will be a tractor pull in the uh, Freedom Hall. And they, I don't know, they may have as many as uh, two to four truck classes and four to eight tractor classes. And uh, uh, there's a, a personal friend of mine from up around St. Martin, Minnesota, a guy named Franz Rosenquist. And Franz, a red tractor driver, he's been invited to compete down here at the uh, uh, National Tractor Pull. They call it. it's kind of the first pull of the year. So the tractor pullers probably bring some pretty good-looking, shiny stuff. They don't have a clue whether it's going to work or not. There's a lot of there's a lot of mistakes made as they go down the track. But I hate to think of the money invested in some of these big rigs and and the, the trucks and the sleepers and the, and the uh, uh, trailers that they bring them in are just as pretty as the tractors. Bigger boys and bigger toys. Yeah. How can we circle around? What else? Yeah, like I said, this week there's a show going on out in California, and we have some of our people. California, of course, is a big dairy market. 
big uh, export hay market. Of course, vegetables and nut trees. Uh, we made some investments in some tractors that are low profile that get down underneath the almond trees. And uh, so we split our staff up a little bit. Some are going to be out in Tulare, California, and some are going to be here in Louisville. That's sweet. That, that's, those are good shows. And you know, one you're familiar with, of course, is, of course, there's a number of regional shows. I think there's one over in Mitchell, South Dakota. There's one done uh, throughout, uh, I think, over near Redwood Falls. And those are good places that collect you know, knowledge uh, close at hand. Uh, the Farm Progress Show, which moves on an every-other-year basis from Boone, Iowa, to Decatur, Illinois, is also a good one. But unfortunately, there's a lot of farmers starting to farm in late August, September. And uh, if I use my time wisely and uh, I'm concerned about my own operation, there's some things I'm probably doing at the home before I would go to the Farm Progress Show the last week. It's, it's always the, the week before uh, Labor Day. Right, right. Okay, Russ. Well, hey, we want to thank you for uh, your time today. And thanks for being on our, our show. Um, Russ you know, the best way the best way, to, the best way to thank me is with probably about an inch and a quarter steak sometime up there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Russ. Hey, no problem. When you're in the area, you look us we'll, up. <laughs> we'll go to Bergen and, and we'll have a we'll have a meal together. And I'd love to meet some of your neighbors and the and the people that are following you guys on your podcast. What a great deal! What an innovative idea! And uh, I'm sure that with the, the people that you bring to your podcast. Your listeners will, will gain some insights on agriculture. Well, thank you very much. Russ Green, everybody, Director of Product and Brand Strategy at Agco Corporation. Thanks, Russ. Thank you, Russ. Thanks, guys. Thanks. And thank you, Mark. And thank you to all our listeners out there. Well, you can find our podcast, Explain It To Me, on iTunes, SoundCloud, gathfarms.com, and on Facebook at Gath Farms. From Studio 26, thank you. Thank you.